0: Hey there, horror movie fans. Welcome back to Here's a Mimi, horror movie podcast. Now, in my last episode, I talked about my second horror film inspiration after a very long hiatus. So now I'm here to talk about the first, and a theme I titled, horror movies that aren't all that in a bag of chips, but definitely a guilty fun watch. So let's dig into 2010's Chain Letter and 2012's No Vacancy. Now, Chain Letter follows a murderer or murderers uh, that begin killing off teenagers one by one if they refuse to forward or delete this anonymous and frankly annoying chain email. So it's technology versus the human race. And in this scenario, technology is the evil one. Even though it's humans behind the scenes pulling the strings using technology. And you may be asking, how did this all even start? Well, you see, an American special ops was found and brutally tortured because the opposing side tracked his phone. Now, we have to give credit on the idea and attempt of bringing horror through an unconventional source, which hasn't been done. Okay, let me explain. This film brought about other films such as Bedeviled and Antisocial, which are both extremely terrible films, but it still started this trend of technology being this horrifying monster that is ruling over and terrorizing humankind. Moving on, this film is a very, very easy watch, with the plot mostly being its weakest link. But I I think what got me was the opening and the ending. You see a woman chained up both ends to different parts of a car- two different cars. Then we see both of the owners of the cars enter in and begin driving off, which of course turns into a very uh, gruesome split. It isn't until the end that we realize it was our main character, Jesse, played by Nikki Reed. I don't know about you guys, but I actually did not see that coming. and. I'm one to see predictability, and that's honestly what saved this film. And, you know, the fun yet very predictable deaths. I mean, come on, the engine falling on the mechanic, classic. Now look, I get it, non-sympathetic characters and stupid law enforcement who can't crack the code, but this film does not take itself too seriously, so we have to keep that in mind. It's like Eli Roth's Hunt. Didn't get much attention, but a guilty pleasure when you want some mindless, grotesque, bloody horror. But not too bloody horror where it's considered torture porn. So, you know, the fine line between the two. Yeah, let's talk about no vacancies. So uh, a motel, group of friends, version of the strangers, pretty much, whose car breaks down, not by accident, and are held by a group of people who let them spend the night at their motel. Now, don't get me wrong, this movie tries too hard to build a backstory to create a very suspenseful ending. These so-called helpers were the ones who burned down the orphanage years ago because of ill treatment, and now, if anyone asks for help, they deserve to die. But you see, for this group of friends, the intent was personal. One of the characters, Claire, is the daughter of the man who ran the orphanage and the helpers, killed the original owners of that rest stop motel, took over, worked with another character, who is Phil's girlfriend, Julia, who we never actually see, to send them on this road trip to Vegas, knowing that they're going to blow two tires, and end up at said location, where they drug and begin torturing the group to death. But get this, they make it the fault of the friends for their friend's death, if that makes sense. Stupid outcome, but I get it, you know, even though they were split off into couples, huh, split, literally and metaphorically. Sorry, Anna. Very similar style as the movie The Hitcher, but that's a whole different story. Now, an example of this would be Brandy, who was tied in a bathtub, and Jordan's arm had wires all around him, and his hand was forcibly placed in the water, electrocuting Brandy. So, his hand killing her, but not in his control. You get what I'm saying? Then Jordan getting revenge and flipping the switch on one of the killer's Nora, which was awesome. I even felt Ryan's quick gunshot death. I just, I respected it, you know? But points off for Claire's attempted death. Really, a repeated method, come on now. Although redeemed by the first kill, or as I like to call it, kill Phil, with a very clean decapitation, although the video camera continued to make its cameo, This is why movies like this are bittersweet to me. Because you can't tell me the whole situation wasn't sketch. People are not that nice. Well, that's not 100% true. But Todd had a very bad gut feeling, and y'all should have listened. Always go with your gut, or your gut will go you. Then again, most horror films suffer from this lack of realism in story, plot, development, and action. So, it is what it is. But a quick recap before I go. Chain Letter brought about a new horror subgenre of the horrors of technology even though contradicting itself with its human characters, and a shortcoming plot that was only saved by its grotesque deaths and plot twist ending, in my opinion. While no vacancy, which was originally titled The Helpers. I just don't understand the late name change. But a very watered-down version of The Strangers that saved itself with, once again, enjoyable deaths of characters we don't care about, which only adds to my guilty pleasure qualities. And for that reason alone, I am talking about them today. So, until next time, ciao now!